Hello, ladies and lads, and welcome to Hollowleg History. This is the show where we go over some of the notable events in today's date in history. Today's date is October 2nd. We've got a few good events to go over, so let's begin. Starting off in the year 1263, the Battle of Largs takes place in Scotland. It was an indecisive engagement between the kingdoms of Norway and Scotland on the Firth of Clyde near Largs, Scotland. Gotta love those Scottish names. The conflict formed part of the Norwegian expedition against Scotland in 1263, in which King Hakon Hakonsen attempted to reassert Norwegian sovereignty over the western seaboard of Scotland. Since the beginning of the 12th century, this region had lain within the Norwegian realm, ruled by magnates who recognized the overlordship of the kings of Norway. In the mid-13th century, two Scottish kings, Alexander II and later on his son, Alexander III, attempted to incorporate the region into their own realm. Following failed attempts to purchase the islands from the Norwegian king, the Scotch launched a military operation to take them over by force. King Hakon Hakonsen responded to the Scottish aggression by leading a massive fleet from Norway. Although the Battle of Largs has been romanticized by later historians as a great Scottish victory, it only involved a small, small part of the Norwegian fleet. With most of his fleet and forces intact, King Hakon planned to continue to campaign after spending the winter in Orkney, but he was unexpectedly taken ill and died there over the winter. His successor would later sell the lands to the, Nor to the Scottish, my apologies, and so the battle ended up kind of being useless. Fast forward nearly 600 years, and the first military engagement of the Texas War of Independence takes place between Texas rebels and Mexican troops in the Battle of Gonzales. The growing tensions between Mexico and Texas erupt into violence when Mexican soldiers attempt to disarm the people of Gonzales, sparking the Texas War for Independence. The president of Mexico, Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, overthrew the Mexican constitution and appointed himself dictator. Recognizing that the American Texans, who had immigrated into Texas over the previous decades, were likely to use his rise to power as an excuse to secede, Santa Ana ordered the Mexican military to begin disarming the Texans whenever possible. Mexican soldiers attempting to take a small cannon from the village of Gonzales encountered stiff resistance from a hastily assembled militia of Texans. After a brief fight, the Mexicans retreated, and the Texans kept their cannon. The determined Texans would continue to battle Santa Ana and his army for another year and a half before winning their independence and establishing the Republic of Texas. So, a big happy birthday to the Lone Star State. In 1941, during World War II, Operation Typhoon is launched as the Germans begin their surge to Moscow, led by the 1st Army Group and General Fedor von Bock. Russian peasants in the path of Hitler's army employed a employ a scorch-earth policy. Although some German generals had warned Hitler against launching Operation Typhoon as the harsh Russian winter was just beginning, remembering the fate that befell Napoleon, who got bogged down in horrendous conditions and lost a serious number of men and horses, General Bach urged him on. 
This encouragement, coupled with the fact that the German army had taken the city of Kiev in late September, caused Hitler to declare, quote, The enemy is broken and will never be in a position to rise again, end quote. So, for ten days, starting October 2nd, the first army group drove east, drawing closer to the Soviet capital each day. However, the Russians also remembered Napoleon, and began destroying everything as they fled their villages, fields, and farms. Harvested crops were burned, livestock was driven away, and buildings were blown up, leaving nothing of value behind to support the exhausted troops. Hitler's army inherited nothing but ruins. Eventually, in December, they would flee Moscow. And finally, to wrap up our podcast today, also in World War II in 1944, the Warsaw Uprising ends with the surrender of the surviving Polish rebels to German forces. Two months earlier, the approach of the Red Army to Warsaw prompted Polish resistance members to launch a rebellion against the Nazi occupation. The rebels, who supported the democratic Polish government in exile in London, hoped to gain control of the city before the Soviets quote-unquote liberated it. The Poles feared that if they failed to take the city, the Soviet conquerors would forcibly set up a pro-Soviet communist regime in Poland. In brutal street fighting, the Poles were gradually overcome by superior German weaponry. Meanwhile, the Red Army occupied a suburb of Warsaw just across the river, but made no efforts to aid the Polish rebels. The Soviets also rejected a request by the British to use Soviet air bases to airlift supplies into the beleaguered Polish city. After 63 days, the Poles, out of arms, supplies, food, and water, were forced to surrender. In the aftermath, the Nazis deported much of Warsaw's population and destroyed the city. With the Polish resistance in Warsaw out of the way, the Soviets faced little organized opposition in establishing a communist government in Poland. And there you have it. There's some notable events in today's date, October 2nd. If you enjoyed listening, I encourage you to follow and share with your friends. That'll help us grow the channel. I'm excited to announce that on Friday, two days from now, on October 4th, uh, the first interview I did with a local author, Rex Barton, is going to be published. So be sure to tune in for that. It's about 20 minutes long. Very interesting gentleman. Um, I really enjoy talking with him. I'd like to thank you all for listening. This is The Hollow Leg, signing off.